Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Miss Podcast. Ooh. What was that? <laughs> that was episode 4 trumpet. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that trumpet that we've heard in no other episodes. Yeah, it will never appear again. never appear again. <laughs> anyway, I'm Dan Rhodes. Who are you, Dan Rhodes? I am um, the presenter of Myths. Who are you? What oh. are you doing in my house? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ghost. Oh, yes. uh, I'm actually uh, the ghost of Matt Hoss. The ghost of Matt Hoss? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah I hope he's funnier. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm the funniest. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually the funniest uh, co-presenter of Myths, I think. That, no, that I'll give you that. Oh, that's, thanks. Yeah, you are the funniest co-presenter of Myths. I like the I like the co-presenter. I'm just a full presenter, really. Yeah, you're just yeah. full presenter. You're, yeah. you're my sidekick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the driving force behind this podcast, Dan. You're <laughs> you're you you are uh, in episode three, right? Last week, right? Yep. I had to do all the social media because you were like, nah, yep, fucking did. You did. <laughs> so you know, I'm the kind of driving force of this podcast. What okay. are you bringing to this? Podcast? I promise you now, I'll, I'll do all the talky stuff at the end. All right. Do you promise? I promise. Do you ultra pinky promise? I'll- I promise. Okay. We pinky promised. Because uh, this is a podcast, you didn't say that. We yeah, I forget prom- that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have lots of viewers, don't we, Dan? Yeah. Which is why I'm doing it in my underwear. Do you like my underwear today? Um, Dan, you're not wearing any underwear. Psych! You're just naked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how's, you, how's your week been, Matt? Yeah, my, my week's been okay, to be honest, man. I um, did a gig with Mark Thomas the other night. Uh, I have heard of him. Uh, if... If in case you don't know who he is, he's a political comedian. Uh, he's quite famous, uh, and uh, I love him. Um, uh, yeah, I, I've been like I actually wrote my dissertation pretty much my my master's level dissertation on Mark Thomas because uh, what he does is really interesting. He creates like change in the real world through comedy. It's very interesting, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Are you inspired by that? Very inspired. Good. That's it's a lot more interesting than your dissertation. <laughs> I it's really good. I talked about classics in that as well. Oh, that was the most Yorkshire sentence I came out with. Ah, <laughs> oh, really good, lad. Oh, right, good. Yeah, that oh. dissertation. What I done? Uh, oh, really good. I had words and spellings and shit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you did a gig with Mark Thomas. Well, um, I was. Well, I was meant to go and hang out with him because he was doing a gig in Stockton, and I was driving. Uh, I was in Darlington Station. I just got back from a meeting. And I bumped into him. I was like, oh, Mark, I'm about to meet you in Stockton. He was like, oh, I was going to get the train. I was like, oh, I'll tell you what, mate. I'll give you a lift if you want. He's like, oh, that's great. Uh, and we planned to go and get some food as well. However, I hadn't planned to take Mark Thomas in my car. And I'm not sure if you know much about me, but I am a very... I'm an archetypal comedian in the fact that my car is filthy. Like, <laughs> well, in... Um- with the first or second podcast, you alluded to the fact you have sometimes have to sleep in your car if gigs go late. And I mean, this is another when one of podcasts when you were talking about that. Yeah, the Swiss girl yeah. who um, dead to me now. Dead to you now. Anyway, you had to sleep in your car that night, so it's not like your car is the just a A to B. It's like uh, my um, 
My mum's boyfriend, he's very cleanly and very hygiene-focused man. He's a real hoot to live with there. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he refers to my car as the biohazard. And uh, I genuinely think there's so many banana skins that I could start my own compost in the football. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's really good. Well, I I, I no, just... is, is it like, it's like your quintessential goes like McDonald's and wrappers Yeah, a lot of wrappers for stuff. Because if you're driving, and I do drive to like Kent and Yorkshire and back, so I need a lot of stuff to kind of keep my energy up. Because I I want to be tied behind the wheel. I want to be in control. Uh, so I have like cans. And as much as you like Peterborough Service Station, you don't want to be stopping off there too much. Oh, I love Peterborough Service Station. <laughs> oh, it's just, uh, thank you for mentioning it. It is going to make every episode. Uh, I don't know if it made episode three. I don't think it did. But... I almost mentioned it because we mentioned Ariadne. Oh, no. But... <laughs> but, yeah, I, was, I was tempted before. Yeah. In my head, it was funnier. 75% of the podcast so far I've had yeah. Peterborough Services mentioned. We might do a live special at Peterborough Services if this pe- if it picks up. Just asking some lorry drivers. <laughs> like, oh, do you like myths? It's like, fuck off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 Mark Thomas came back to my car, right? And um, it was so grim. I put his suitcase in, in my uh, in the boot. And I was like, sorry, excuse the mess. Uh, and it's like, there was Costa Cups in the footwell. There was McDonald's, like, wrappers everywhere. And uh, the worst thing was, there was, like, old banana skin stuck oh. to the seat. Oh. And uh, I had to peel them off like Velcro. Like, <laughs> Uh, I was like, welcome to my humble abode, Mark. Oh. <laughs> and he was like, you're a very comedian, aren't you, man? I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> so oh. one, of my, one of my heroes was disgusted at me, so that was good. But to be ready, when was the last time you had a passenger in your car? Oh, not for a long yeah. time. <laughs> and it was in that moment you realised, I'm going to have to have someone sit in the passenger it was, seat. It's a horrifying realisation. It's like, oh, wait, someone other than myself. Because I don't care if I, I... I can live in my own filth. But the driver's seat's fine. Yeah, that's clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of him being like, Matt, are you not going to take this stuff off the driver's seat? No, it's fine. <laughs> it's comfy. I'm used to it, yeah. <laughs> How's your week been, Dan? My weeps have been very good, thank you. Weeps. My weeps. Damn my, it. My weeps have been very good. I'm... I've been crying a lot, right? Do you cry much? No, time? I really don't, actually. When's I'm a bit last of time you cried? Last time I... Ooh. Last time I cried... I got a little bit teary-eyed. I watched 12 Years a Slave on DVD the other day. And I couldn't help, but I mean, it'd be horrible if I was like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> laughing at the TV. I thought that was quite, yeah, the end bit when he's like, when he leaves the plantation and he, he has a look on his face that's like, oh my God, it's over. I'm, I'm going back to my family. Uh, Dan hasn't seen it, so spoiler. Spoiler alert, he's only a slave for 12 years. What? I know. Title's a bit deceiving. I know, it? right? But not but I properly cry? Not in a long time. Sad, isn't it? Dan, you need to let out your repressed emotions, you know? I do. You know, play some sad music. All right, this is, you know, a podcast is a place for uh, being honest with our listener. Uh, so, uh, is there anything you want to get off your chest for the podcast, listeners? Um, well, this isn't something I want to get off my chest, but it is something that happened to me the other day. Uh, it's not sad. Maybe it is sad. So, walking to the post office, I got a letter. You know when you get the thing through the door that says, um, we couldn't deliver a parcel today because... Did she cry over that? <laughs> no, I don't yeah. I had to walk like 15 minutes to Wimbledon Post Office to collect my my parcel. And uh, on the way back, I was... Hold on, what was in the parcel? The parcel was a book I got a friend for her birthday party. For her birthday. And they said for her birthday party. Like That, that was the only reason I got it. <laughs> yeah. no, for her birthday. And what was the book? The book is called A Dance with the Devil. Have you ever heard of the... Very sad documentary. I don't 100% get people to listen to it, slash watch it, and that is... You have um, a real struggle with, uh, really the, <laughs> with media formats, <laughs> don't you? Sorry, is this... Is, for the last time, is this being video... <laughs> I don't vlog. understand how it works. It's not a vlog. Okay, so I can stop looking to my right. 
Well, you've just been looking distantly <laughs> into the window, like uh, like Miss Havisham, just like, Ben's the day I will leave okay. the wedding dress. There's a documentary called Dear Zachary. Oh my god. Have you watched Dear Zachary? Amazing. Right. If anyone listening hasn't watched it, 100% watch it. But, don't look at That's what sad. it's about. That's very sad. Yeah. Just... Uh, yeah, what, just go into it blind as possible because uh, yeah. don't you, read a synopsis. It's so good. Um, it's got a lot of twists and turns. Ah, oh, amazing. Anyway, me and her Ellie, we watched that once at university, and um, David Bagby, who is one of the, the the people whose family was affected by the story in Dear Zachary, he wrote a book called Dance with the Devil. Oh yeah, it's like a memoir yeah. of the. It, it's about the case. Really, really good. Anyway, it was that book because um, it's oh. really, really good. But Dear Zachary, what a what a documentary. But so, what happened on the way back? Anyway, on the way back, from, oh yeah, I forgot that's where we went. On the way back from the post office, there was a very elderly gentleman. He must have been in, in his eighties. Um, he was walking really slowly in front of me, and I'm really—you probably know this—I'm very bad when it comes to people that walk slow. I'm oh quite, God, I hate I'm that. I'm very impatient. I hate it. So I overtook him, and then did that awkward thing where I overtook him, but just before we got to like a pedestrian crossing. Oh no! So then I had to. Then he just caught up with oh, me no. as we were waiting. Anyway. As we were crossing the, Pel- uh, the Pelican Crossing, he did the wettest fart oh. <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. And he went, it was like, <laughs> and then he went, oh. <laughs> and no, the reason I say it was sad is because like, I, I think he, I think he'd like, I think he pooed himself. And it sounds funny, it's funny, but it's not funny because if, it is funny. <laughs> No, I feel so bad. But it's bad because he's like so old, and I was like, no, like he, I could tell he was like mortified at what just happened. <laughs> the, the way you did it, though, like you had such like panic in your eyes when you read you with that man. Like, oh no! Just, oh no! Margaret, it's happening no, you, again. You just knew that he had like the noise it made, and he's, <laughs> the way he kind of like stopped walking. You just knew that he had actually pooed himself, and he knew, and then he knew that I knew. We were the only two people crossing the street. I don't think people in the car obviously watching. <laughs> So maybe that's why he's walking so slow. Well, maybe I don't know, but and then I felt really, and then I just kind of, and I could smell it. I could smell it, and then I just, I just really sped up, and I did. But you know, I felt, I felt bad. I really did feel quite bad. Not that I did anything. Obviously, I carried on. I'm gonna be like, hey man, what a hand. <laughs> Welcome to mess, everyone. <laughs> Shall we get into the beat of it? Yeah. Right. That was a fun story. Um, would you say that was sad? Just... Uh, I, I think so, but I feel bad for It was sad for me because I, I felt bad I, for him. I don't know. I think it's for me now. But anyway, let's crack on with the myth. Alright, Dan, it's your turn to give us a myth. What have you brought for us today? I have brought the myth of Prometheus. Oh, so is that the alien prequel? Yes, we're going to um, watch Prometheus. <laughs> <Yeah. videos. laughs> is, uh, is this the equivalent of a supply teacher just putting on a video? Put on a video. Yeah. Hi guys, sorry, no podcast today. Here is <laughs> Prometheus. Here is you listening to us <laughs> watching the film Prometheus. Just eating popcorn. <laughs> oh, this is good. Yeah, oh, it's really good, isn't it? And it'll be very weird for me to watch Prometheus because it'll be Michael Fassbender as a robot rather than the 12 Years a Slave I watched the other day when he was... A slave owner? A slave owner. Anyway, uh, yeah, Prometheus. I've heard of it before. 
a lot of people know the name. Maybe that is because of the film, but I think a lot of people know it's a myth first and foremost. Well, yeah, uh, it's one of the things I was considering bringing this one in because it it's it's like an origin story, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's one of the most well-known origin stories, I suppose. But it's then again, not it's like a foundation story. myth. Yes, it's like, it. if you were in ancient, if you lived in ancient Greece, this would be like yeah. the one you would know. And chronologically, this is one of the first. Myths one of the state. first. Well, yeah. um, kind of. There's obviously the uh, Titans before the gods and stuff like that, but Prometheus is one of the. Uh, first ones for mankind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Firstly, the website is called DLTK Kids. It's one hundred percent a website for like ten year olds to learn about myths, which is one which might good be for fun. our demographic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because you remember the last one I read out was episode two, Juno and her rivals. It was from Thomas Bullfinch. Very hard read. No, I enjoyed it. I know, but I, I mean, to, I, had, I, was, I was struggling to read it because the language was so archaic, and I was yeah, like, I suppose. But I felt so. Um, I've made myself. This might be easier for me. I mean, I can't read, so... <laughs> Do you just guess at words? I just guess, yeah. Shall we begin? Dan, take it away. Thank you. So this is called How Prometheus Gave Fire to Men. Many years ago, according to the stories told by the old people of ancient Greece, there lived two brothers who were not like other men, nor like the gods and goddesses of Mount Olympus. They were the sons of one of the titans who had fought against Zeus and had been sent in chains to the prison of the lower world. Dum dum dum! The name of the elder of these brothers was Prometheus, which means forethought. Did you know that? I didn't know that. You know it now. <laughs> you heard <laughs> it here first. Somehow I'll take to my grave. I mean, the <laughs> last things I'd say to my, my wife and family, oh, I've got one final thing to say to you. <clears throat> In episode four of our podcast, we're talking about... <laughs> Prometheus, which means forethought. Prometheus was always thinking of the future and making things ready for what might happen tomorrow or next week or next year or even in a hundred years time. He he's a bit of a warrior, isn't he? Um did it say that? Are you jumping to conclusions? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his brother his <laughs> here's a name which Dan's not gonna get right, is it? Oh I am gonna nail this one. Epimetheus. Uh, Epimetheus, I think. Which is exactly what I just said. I said better though. Anyway, his younger brother was called Epimetheus, which means afterthought. Forethought and afterthought. Yeah, Epimetheus was always so busy thinking of yesterday, or last year, or a hundred years ago, that he never worried at all about what might come to pass in the future. So we've got two brothers, the son of a titan locked in chains in the lower world, which I'm guessing there's like underworld, their yeah. hell. Yeah. Prometheus and Epimetheus. Prometheus can see the future, Epimetheus... Well, it's, it's, the past. No, it's not that they can see the future, but they're always thinking about They're always the thinking about the future but or the past. I imagine they're not very fun to be around. You yeah. imagine, like, oh, what am I going to be doing tomorrow? And uh, Epimetheus is like, oh, no. What like, did I do yesterday? Oh, the past is behind me. It's like, come on, guys. Look up a bit, you know, cheer up. Cheer up. Prometheus did not want to live amongst the clouds on Mount Olympus. He was... Why? <laughs> Wait, he was too busy for that, apparently. <laughs> That's actually the next sentence. He was too busy for that. He's <laughs> just like, I ain't got no time for I that. ain't got no time for no Mount Olympus. While the gods were spending their time in idleness, drinking nectar and eating ambrosia, he was planning... <laughs> just custard pots. <laughs> yeah, just custard. <laughs> he was planning how to make the world wiser and better than it had ever been before. Oh, good on him. Right. He sounds like a bit of a nut job here, doesn't he? He sounds like he's got his own ideology. He wants to make the world into his view. Yeah, but I'm getting... A, I get the opposite. I think he's like, you know what? These gods are doing nothing. All they're doing is eating their custard pots and their nectar. It's like Malcolm X, isn't it? Yeah, I just want to... do. did you just... <laughs> is that bad? I don't know, is it? I, no, I think it's... Can you uh, liken a, a fictional 
creature to Malcolm X, the great civil rights. Well, he's trying to he's trying to do something. He's trying to do good. He's trying That's to liberate. He's trying to, you know, he's trying he's trying to liberate. Okay, I get you. Might have to cut that bit out. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Uh, I'm not. I'm not culturally aware enough to see if that's okay. I think it's okay, but I might be a racist. Yeah. So. If you've been offended by <laughs> Matt, hey, if you think Matt's a racist, please email us. Email us at <laughs> mincepodcast.gmail.com <at> <laughs> or ruin his life by tweeting him. <laughs> Someone tweeted me yesterday. I did a, a very. It was a bit of a tough gig, uh, but uh, I was in a very busy bar, and I did a routine about people. Um, Tweeted me uh, bad things like uh, by accident, by because uh, I I sued. Uh, there's this guy called Matt Hoss who sued this company called H3H3, but I got all the tweets by accident. And someone tweeted last night, just stop, full stop, another tweet for you, Matt Hoss. So she's obviously been there in the room, been like, oh, this is shit. She put just stop. Oh, she tweeted you whilst you were on stage yeah, doing your performance about the tweets, yeah. <laughs> so and it got laughs. That's the thing I did. Did understand. you read that out? No, I only found out afterwards. Oh. Well. That's tragic. So, you know, thank you to that person. Someone messaged you whilst you were on stage being like, please shut up. I, I, <laughs> I marked it as spam so I didn't want to spam pop on my notifications and make me sad anymore. So. Wow. That's a funny story. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know why I enjoy your... Uh, when your gigs <laughs> go, I don't know why I enjoy your stories when your gigs go so bad. <laughs> well, if I talk about all the great ones... Just be too loud. Just be too much to talk about. No, the opposite. Oh, the opposite, Okay. <laughs> Why am I doing a podcast for free, Dan? I wonder why. <laughs> no, but it's... Uh, uh, it's I, I don't think it's really humble to talk about all the ones I go... But it's funny when things go wrong, I think. Yeah. Says so Matt Hoss, who has just... Who's performed at the O2 Arena? I don't want to say I'm famous, guys. But you I am, big. I am. <laughs> so, instead of living on Olympus, Prometheus went out amongst men to live with them and help them, and he quickly noticed that they were no longer happy as they had been during the golden days when Kronos the Titan was king. So he's just there hanging out with the humans, and he's like, you guys just used to be so much cooler when Kronos was the king. Uh, also, Kronos, uh, for our listeners, was Zeus's father. Didn't Kronos basically make the universe? Um, and is it where we get chrono meaning time? Um, Am I jumping to conclusions? Like the time I concluded that satires meant satires? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think Kronos, I'm not sure if he created the world necessarily, but he certainly won the original Titans around, if you know what I mean. But I can't... I I'm sure he, he... I know he certainly will pop up in other myths. Uh, yeah. And we might have a... There's certainly a great myth about him and uh, Zeus's origin story. Okay. Anyway. He found them living in caves and in holes of the earth, shivering with the cold because there was no fire, dying of starvation, hunted by wild beasts and by one another, the most miserable of all living creatures. So they're saying the humans were the most miserable of all living creatures. That's sad. Um... Like today. Um, Prometheus has a line you want to do. You can do Prometheus. Go on, Matt. Be Prometheus. How, how do you reckon Prometheus sounds? Not like King Minus <laughs> from previous episodes. Uh, I think he... Uh, I, think Prometheus I think he's... I think... Scottish, I Scottish, think. yeah. If only they had fire. Translation. If only they had fire, said Prometheus to himself. They could at least warm themselves and cook their food. After a while, they could learn to make tools and build themselves houses without fire. They are worse. It's slightly German, isn't it? <laughs> without fucking fire, they are worse off than the beasts. Is that good? Yes. Hopefully they understood that. <laughs> um, I understood 50% of that. Uh, for any Scottish listeners, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> if you think that's racist towards Scottish people, email us. <laughs> 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 it's going to get the trifecta. There's Scottish people, 
Ameri- African Americans, everything. Prometheus went boldly to Zeus and begged him to give fire to the people so that they might have a little comfort through the long, dreary months of winter. I will not, said Zeus. Not one spark will I share with them, for if men had fire, they might become strong and wise like us, and after a while they would drive us out of our kingdom. Besides, fire is a dangerous tool, and they are too poor and too ignorant to be trusted with it. It is better that we on Mount Olympus rule the world without threat, so all can be happy. I love that line where it said, uh, besides. Besides, yeah. <laughs> fire is a dangerous tool. It's obviously a, Health like and a, safety. A, yeah. a primary school teacher is like, put that line in for the I kids. Like, yeah, this is clean for kids. Like, <laughs> FYI, children. Don't fire is dangerous, yeah. <laughs> Prometheus didn't answer, but he had set his heart on helping mankind, and he did not give up. As he was walking by the seashore, he found a tall stalk of fennel. What a random thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some fennel. He broke it off and then saw in its hollow centre was filled with a dry, soft substance, which would burn slowly and stay alight for a long time. He carried the stalk with him as he began a long journey to the top of Mount Olympus. So is this like the Olympic flame? Yeah, this is uh, Prometheus next. <laughs> Mankind shall all fire, despite what Zeus has decided, he said to himself. And with that, he snuck quietly into Zeus's domain and stole a spark from Zeus, his own lightning bolt. Okay. Prometheus touched the end of the long reed to the spark, and dry substance within it caught on fire and burnt slowly. Prometheus hurried back to his own land, carrying with him the precious spark hidden in the hollow centre of the plant. When he reached home, he called some of the shivering people from their caves and built a fire for them and showed them how to warm themselves by it, and use it to cook their food. What were they doing beforehand? Were they just like... Well, by the sounds of it, they were just in the cold, dank caves, starving to death. Just like... uh, Eating fennel. Yeah. Mmm, tasty. Also, it's funny how I was expecting... If he's going to steal fire from Zeus, I was expecting something a lot more glamorous than a piece of fennel that he's set on life. Essentially, he's got uh, some cabbage from uh, from outside, just lit on fire, and it's kind of... I like that he's used Zeus's lightning bolt, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of like stealing your your dad's zippo. Yeah. And, you know, I imagine it's a long way from Mount Olympus to the the realm of humanity. Yeah, I imagine it is a... A couple of days. Yeah. I mean, you would know if you were an Aegean uh, sailboat. As an Aegean uh, speedboat specialist. Yeah, uh, how long would it take you in a, in a speed, if you were going the speed of an Aegean sailboat? <laughs> well, that's a, it's a bit of a difficult one, because obviously, um, usually most people walk it, but uh, that would roughly take about a day and a half. Day and a half. But Aegean boat, the, one of the great things about Aegean boats, it would probably take you about a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Men and women gathered around the fire and were warm and happy and thankful to Prometheus for the wonderful gift which he had brought them. One chilly winter evening, Zeus grazed down from Mount Olymp... He did not graze, he gazed. <laughs> I was going to say, grazing was he grazing on? <laughs> <laughs> Zeus was grazing on some fennel. One chilly winter evening, Zeus gazed down from Mount Olympus and noticed fires burning cheerfully at the heart... Hearths. Is that meant to say hearts, do you think? No, no, a half is like a pit where like a fire, like a fire pit. I learned that during uh, archaeology A A level uh, for a trial. I didn't lose my virginity to Hill as night. FYI, I assume they spelled hearts wrong. No, 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 that is a thing. Okay, hearts, Zeus yeah. gazed down from Mount Olympus and noticed fires burning cheerfully at the hearths of men and women in every village across the land. You know, what I also like about me not knowing what a hearth is. This is for ten-year-olds. <laughs> Sorry, oh no, so sorry. Um, did you just spill water everywhere, Matt? <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, uh, but then again, not much in it. Uh, sorry about that. Um, 
We'll clean up after. We'll, well, we'll clean up after. Anyway, it did not take long to him realise that Prometheus had disobeyed him and given fire to men. Zeus was very angry and ordered that Prometheus be chained to the side of a mountain to suffer there for all eternity. And there Prometheus stayed, thinking of the future, happy in the knowledge that they had given fire to men until he was one day rescued by Hercules, the mortal son of Zeus. But that is a story for another day. Or another podcast. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Right, that is technically the end of that kid's version, right? I know, can I just say, am I right in thinking that in the real version he has a bird peck yes. his like, liver out every yes, day so every or something? Day the liver grows back. He's like, oh, hello, crow. He's like, I'm going to eat your fucking liver. He's uh, like, okay, knee ball. <laughs> oh, my fucking liver ball. Oh, uh, it tastes like fucking scotch. Uh, uh, you don't mean to Scotland, have you, Matt? <laughs> I have fair Scottish cousins, actually, <laughs> who would be mortified that I'm doing this. <laughs> but I, I do a lot of gigs in Glasgow, and uh, oh, we're not part of a fan base there, are we? Yeah, because in, I know I have heard that he gets changed to the side of a mountain. This is obviously a kid-friendly version where they've left it there. But he orders the liver to grow back every day, and every day a crew come, a crew, a crow <laughs> comes, pecks the liver out, and it, he's like pain. Yeah, yeah it's, it's horrible. It's like torture every yeah. day. But they didn't want to put that in here, yeah. ten-year-olds. But, but one of the things apparently they know what a hearth is. Yeah, but don't, can't have disembowelment. No. <laughs> um, but what, one of the things we do have to struggle with is that we have to find like a decent and a good enough uh, version for us to read on the podcast. But also, some of it is missing out some of the story as well. So uh, that's just admin, isn't it? So it is. <laughs> uh, but thank you for the myth. Um, thank you. That, I, I understood what happened there, Prometheus. I'm going to be honest. He basically just stole fire from Zeus and gave it to humans. You just saved us 15 minutes, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, to the recap! Oh, hey, Matt. Hi, uh, did you enjoy that jingle? Uh, I did. Oh, we had fun recording that, didn't we, Dan? We did. Took us yeah. a while, didn't it? <laughs> oh, like, uh, I did a rough cut and it took me nine takes. And Dan was like, oh, it took you nine takes. And then uh, we took about nine <laughs> takes. <laughs> uh, so, as you know, uh, Dan, actually, as you know, take us through uh, how we rank every episode and every myth we do. So, every uh, every episode we do a myth and every myth is ranked. Oh, sorry, you wanted me to describe... Oh, right, yeah. So it's... Um... <laughs> literally just repeating what I said. <laughs> so it's four categories. Yeah. Life skills, morals, creativity, WTF. Uh, we rank each out of ten, giving us a total score out of 40. And, uh, yeah, we find out how we, how we do. So for this one, Prometheus, life skills. What do we learn? So in life skills, we talk about um, practical things that we could apply to our day-to-day life. Yes, I did learn some stuff. Yeah. I learned that fennel <laughs> yeah, is flammable. When taken to a lightning bolt, yeah. will create fire. I learned that fire is dangerous. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I learned that kids don't like disembowelment. <laughs> but they know what a hearth is. I learned what a hearth is. Uh, yeah, 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 but like, uh, this is for age 10. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Um, I don't think that we learned too much. We know, didn't learn too much. In terms of life skills. Uh, also, I've just realised we didn't mention this when we were doing the speech. Have you seen the picture they've drawn of Prometheus? <laughs> yeah. <on> the- <laughs> he looks like Jesus. Yeah, he, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a picture and put it on our social media. media. He uh, looks like, yeah, he looks like Noah's Ark has found, he doesn't look like a titan, does he? 
He looks like like a hillbilly, but like with a Greek robe on, and uh, he's holding the, the the fennel, which looks like a bit of a KKK. Yeah, it's thing. a big piece of fennel, too. Yeah, it's a giant fennel. Oh, uh, funny. Uh, anyway, but um, I didn't really learn that much life skills. I don't think so. I learned how to sneak into like uh, and to kind of creep into places because um, Prometheus. Did he that. did sneak. He's like stealthy. Uh, I um, learned. I learned that Prometheus and Epithemus are fucking boring bastards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what did uh, Epithemus do after this as well? Was like, oh, look, can I help my brother? We yeah. haven't heard anything about Epithemus. We just know he's his brother. Yeah, didn't help once. You know what? Honestly, I'm thinking like three out of ten. Mm-hmm. I did not I learn think much. Two. two? Mm. Oh, maybe I was just being nice. I. Well, we need to start. We, we need to start being ruthless. I think two out of ten. And also, if you disagree with us, you can send us an email at uh, misspodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet uh, Matt, we pinky promised that I would do the social media. Well, fucking do your job. No. If you'd like to email us, <laughs> it's misspodcast at gmail.com. See? Wasn't that hard, was it? What's our Twitter? Misspodcast. At misspodcast. Get your fucking shit together. Twitter at misspodcast. I'll do it at the end. I've got this. I'll do it at the end. Okay. I've got this. You, you pinky promise you can't fail. <laughs> pinky promise. Morals, what do we learn out of 10? Well, I don't think this is great because this guy's done a nice thing and he's been punished for it. Brimius has been really nice, actually, yeah. Morals, help your fellow man. Yeah, uh, but so Brimius has been incredibly moral, however, the, the moral message we're getting is not to be nice. Yeah, because you will be punished for being nice. So it's kind of conflicting because it's been, it's kind of ultimate sacrifice, isn't it? So it's, I guess it's quite high, but also he does steal as well. Yeah, but he still... It's like the Robin Hood. He still... He's like philanthropic. He's stealing for the greater good. Do you know what I'm thinking? Six out of ten. Yeah, I think that's fair. um, And there's only that one moral, if you know what I mean. Yes, there's only the one. And it is is kind of messed up how you're right. He is punished for being good. Yeah. Would you like to have your liver eaten out? No. I don't know why I said it like a question. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, I could be talking Maybe. to it. Yeah. No, after a couple of drinks. Yeah, no. Okay, so it's not, this is not our high scoring episode. It's not create. well, it, it might be, creativity, one out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's not, it's not crazy, is it? No, because like, I alluded to at the end of the, like, it's just him stealing fire. I think it too. I'm so sorry that I brought this podcast upon us. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that this is, <laughs> This is a good story, but obviously it's not a high-ranking episode. No. It's, it's not to say that it's bad myth, but I think it's... Well, like you say, it's one of the earlier myths. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of the important like, one. Because it's, it's early enough in the in the Greek story for... You know, man didn't even have fire before Prometheus. Yeah, like you can't even write a good myth like before fire. <laughs> no, like, that's true. It's like having... like. So what we doing. You can't do good work until you had a coffee. No. Right? No. Okay. Creativity? Yeah, honestly. Two. Oh, it's just got two. Oh, dear. And WTF? It's not that messed up. It's not that messed up at all. There was no like. <gasps> I guess it's kind of WTF the fact that Zeus is punishing him with the 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 the, the, the most WTF thing, thing is him being punished and but the, the crow eating yeah, his liver every that's day. That's pretty up. messed up. The other thing, do you know what the craziest thing I thought about the myth was? The fact that fennel. I was so surprised by the fennel. Yeah, I don't know why that was so surprising to me. That I assumed it would be like at least wood. Yeah, no uh, fennel. I'd like to be interested to know how many other Prometheus, like how many other uh, stories of Prometheus use fennel, or is this like the only one? <laughs> Fun fact: in the film, they use a lot of fennel. <laughs> um, what the fuck? Four out of ten? I only because the liver eating is pretty messed yeah, up. Yeah, I think a four out of ten's fair. So that's... And the fennel is just like when someone was telling the story. Gather around, kids, for the story of Prometheus. 
he used um, uh, what did we have for dinner? Fennel. He used fennel. Yeah, it's not crazy, is it? No. So that's fourteen out of ten. So wait, wait. Let me do the maths. We're both good at maths here. For life skills, we have two. Morals, we have six. Creativity, two. And WTF is four. Leave Drum roll, please. Turns out it's 14. <laughs> Fuck off, Dan. <laughs> 14 out of 40? That is the lowest by far, isn't You compare it? that with 29 in the... With episode two is in the lead with 29. And we thought... Uh, bear in mind, that in last week's episode, we talked about uh, Icarus having a low score. Uh, yeah, because he got three out of ten for a WTF. Uh, yeah. Do you reckon that's fair? Because, uh, yeah, I think the liver is more messed up. The liver is more messed up than him, like, making yeah. wings out of glue. Uh, yeah. No worries. That's, I think that's fine. Um... So, so far in the lead, we have Juno and Arrivals, followed by uh, Thesis and the Minotaur. In third place, Daedalus and Icarus. In fourth, we have the lowly Prometheus. Oh. I assumed Prometheus being such a well-known myth that it would be higher than that. But, um, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and uh, now, I, uh, I'm officially finished. Uh, as as of the main presenter of the podcast, I, I finished my role. So Dan's going to finish off by doing the social media, aren't you, Dan? Yes. G- because are you, are you ready for this? Yeah, I am ready. Right. Okay, here we go. Hey guys, thank you for listening. This is Dan here, doing uh, all the hard work. Um, now, if you enjoyed that podcast, you can tweet us at Miss Podcast. Or find us at Facebook, at Miss Podcast. We made it easy for you, they're both the same. Or email us, misspodcast at gmail.com. That's M-I-F-F-S, podcast at gmail.com. How's that, Matt? What I loved when you did that, you stared in my eyes <laughs> with an unblinking hatred. Misspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or if you want to contact Matt on 077 one That was very close. That was very close. Oh, I hope they don't get it from that. If you enjoy the podcast, can you give us how many stars? Uh, at least five. Minimum five stars on iTunes. If you give us six, that's great. That'd be great, yeah. And uh, if you give us a nice review, like, just say to iTunes, what lovely voices we have. Yeah. If you uh, thought I was particularly funny, name's Dan. If you didn't think I was particularly funny, name's Matt. <laughs> and you can uh, follow us at Matt Hoss Comedy and Dan has his Twitter handle. I do now have Twitter because th- episode three, it became very apparent that I didn't have Twitter. <laughs> so, um... I actually don't know. I think it's DJ Rhodesy. <laughs> it's not. I think it is. I haven't been on Twitter in like years. I am. Um, is. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you had had Twitter, but you don't go on it ever. Um, no, no. Well, do you want to know just a little quick story? Um, I had Twitter made for me without realising I had Twitter made for me. You, it was at university by your friends, right? It was at university by my friends. My housemates made Twitter for me because they thought it was bad that I didn't have Twitter when I when I was at uni, like 2012, yeah. And the funny thing is, right, at uh, uh, this period, me and Dan were friends, and he had a golden age of doing... He did about, like, 14 tweets and so on. My last tweet like, was... Uh... <laughs> 2014. And I really love your profile, because uh, um, your, your Twitter handle is DJRhodes23. Yep. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah, as in literal DJ Rhodes. Uh, DJ Rhodes, 23, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to read out your bio. Yeah, please do. I didn't have... This is what my housemates... The bio that my housemates wrote for me when they made my Twitter account for me is the same one I have now. I'm an untalented wannabe actor with a lack of social skills and I... <laughs> and have a small head filled with big dreams. Hashtag follow me, bitches. And location everywhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, oh, on the notifications... Oh... What's that? that? That seems to be missed podcast for you. Ah. Ah.
I don't know why. Anyway, uh, that's what's been up for us. Matt, would you like to say goodbye? Uh, goodbye. Dan, would you like to say goodbye? No. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Sorry, I'll Matt, can you... Bye! Myths. Myths. This is called How Prometheus Gave Fire to Men. Sounds like a picture song. It does. Could that be Many. <laughs> <laughs> okay.